Welcome to Electrician U. This is Drake Descan. My special guest is Dusty. <laughs> this will never get old. I love how you do the intros now. All right. Yeah. What's up, my friends? I'm Dustin. I'm Drake. And today we're going to talk about struggle and the necessity of struggle. The idea of perseverance, like a lot of people go through life and they complain about like how hard things are and how tough times are and that, you know, God is smiting them or like everybody's out to get them. They can't do anything right. The world sucks. Everything, you know, like I think the perspective of struggle in a person's mind needs to shift from, I can't believe I'm having to struggle and everything's a struggle to embracing. This is great. This is practice. This is, uh, this is practice for the big game. This is going to help me grow. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Everything is perception. Struggle is just another part of existing. Sometimes things seem harder than other times. And a lot of people don't like the feeling of struggle. A lot of people don't like the feeling of hardship. A lot of people have a threshold way stronger than others or way lesser. So, But one, do you think that that's a choice or do you think that people just have this inalienable threshold that they can't do anything about? Well, I believe everyone can change. I believe everyone can grow. So for people who are at one point in their life feel something is really hard and is a lot of struggle, later in life will feel like it's easy. I mean, that is learning. Yeah. Uh, anything. Of course, I relate everything back to music. Learning an instrument is really hard at first for most everyone. Are there people who seem to be more predisposed to being better at it? Yes. Like more natural. Yeah, there's, there's definitely natural ability. But I think that isn't like, oh, this person doesn't have an easier time playing piano. They have a different focus ability than other people. Sure, it translates to they are better at piano, but they're probably better at other things than right. that very same person that we're comparing them to. Well, I think it comes down to like, I don't think certain people are just better at things. I think that we all have a deck of cards that are, you know, it's some of us, the mix of genes that we have, there's a long history of practiced behavior or of situational, like overcoming certain situations. So I think like your brain is probably musically wired different from birth because you have, you know, parents that are musicians and like, you just kind of understand music because in your lineage, your, your genetics just have that in it. So sure. Like at the outset of it, somebody hands you an instrument versus hands, like, I don't know, somebody that's never been, had any kind of music like i think your ease of coming into it is different but i don't think that that means that a person that doesn't have that can't pick it up through consistent practice 100 percent, like they 100 percent can learn an instrument anybody can learn an instrument anybody can learn anything right so interestingly enough on this topic, I GPT'd some things for this whole uh, conversation. And there, I came across this idea um, by, it, well, it's called the Zone of Proximal Development, ZPD. And there's this uh, person named Vygotsky who basically they looked at, there's three developmental levels of people. There's um, actual development level, zone of proximal development, and level of potential development. And so the first level is actual development level and that is basically what a learner can do on their own so it's skills and tasks that are fully internalized i don't need any help it's a range of things that i am capable of learning on my own without help the second is the zone of proximal development which is what the learner can do with help so with <clears throat> within this zone the learner can grasp concepts and master new skills with proper support so there's a certain fixed amount of things i think that most people uh, with a little bit of help can achieve. And then there's the third level, which is the level of potential development, which is basically beyond the learner's reach, even with assistance. So the idea of this is any task that you're given, like you becoming an electrician, when you were an apprentice under me, you had no clue how to do really anything. You probably messed around with tools a little bit. Your dad had some stuff, but like there were certain things that you could learn on your own. You could YouTube some stuff and figure it out. 
you could, with help from me, figure out how to wire a house. But like the idea of electrical theory and like codes and starting your own company and stuff was so far beyond your ability to do even with help that like it, it takes you doing things, gaining practice, having help for you to finally be able to be at the level where you can have something within your reach. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So there are things that are so far beyond, like I think about becoming a physicist still, I'm 38 years old, but I still think about going back to college, become a physicist. And to me, that's like so far out of my reach, the amount of mathematics and things I would have to go back and do. Right. It is. So that's in my level of potential development. That's by yourself in a room. There's no way you could figure out how to be a physicist. Right. Yeah. But going through getting help with things, I can make, uh, I can make myself understand over a long enough period of time so that the potential for me to learn the things that I could not learn is now achievable. Right. And I feel like that exists for every single person. Like there's nothing out of the possibility of somebody to be able to learn something. It's just how bad do you want it? Right. It's mindset. Yes. You know, um, even with what we're talking about, a lot of people will hear this and be like, ah, oh, that's too much for me. That mindset is what slows everything down. Yeah. Being able to take something, be like, I have no idea what they're talking about and zoning in and being like, I want to learn more about this. Yeah. I'm going to figure out what they are talking about. Right. And certain people are fascinated by other things. You know, I don't want to learn anything about cars. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I like how cars are made i i'm fascinated by car companies and the the mechanics thereof but when it comes to like fixing my car or getting my hands dirty in that way no desire <laughs> yeah. not at all i don't You're not I just, gonna be sitting there looking at engine blueprint i don't want to do it i just don't want to do it you know there's enough people i don't want to learn how to play a guitar there's enough guitarists i don't want to do a lot of things but there are certain things that fascinate me and i still want to learn What's something that you've wanted to learn throughout your life that you found extraordinarily difficult to learn, but you kept pushing? How to deal with you. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh, not even kidding. No, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> no, um, uh, I would say, honestly, physics, just space, all of it, you know, everything that we just don't understand fully. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot to get to that point. There's a lot that scientists know that I don't. That leads us to that point where it doesn't exist in our knowledge yet. So everything leading to that point is my fascination. And I read a lot of books about it. I watch a lot of stuff about it. And I get to a point where I'm like, I'm nodding to make myself feel like I get it. Yeah. You know, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but not fully. Yeah. So, yes. You that. can see a grand concept of something without needing to really understand the details. But the foundational understanding of everything is within those details. Yes. So electrical theory has always been the same thing with me. It's like I, I would need to go through some physics, uh, electrical engineering to, to try to understand theory for as far advanced as we know it. But it's like, do I want to go spend $150,000 and go through a degree program and have to take all of the things that have nothing to do with this for me to be able to learn that? Or do I want to just keep hacking away at trying to figure out everything that by reading all the books of particle physicists and, you know. If we have the ability to live for eternity, everything becomes worth it. Everything becomes possibility everything becomes worth your time because time doesn't exist. But since we are in the confines of our mere little blip of a life, we have to choose what is important to us. We have to. Deep. Deep. Yeah, I mean, sort of. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's kind of, yeah. what it is is uh, uh, it's a bit of a stab to the heart. You know, the thought of mortality is is hard for people because – it puts a limit on what we can do in our life. If, in fact, when we die, we're dead. That means we have this one little go at it. And unfortunately, on top of that, there's only one way we can go through it. 
as we're going through it, that's the way we're doing it. There's no undoing time. There's no undoing what we did. So therefore, we have this one run through in this like chaotic pattern that we call life. So we have to focus on the things that we like. So in order to get good at what you want to get good at, there's a lot of work that you have to do. There's a lot of drive. There's a lot of push. And there's a lot of struggle. Of course, there's another meaning of struggle, hardships, and, and pain. But struggle also means the push to get better. I mean, really, even in a scenario where you're in a lot of hardships or you're in a lot of pain, to get through that struggle is to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of people want things to just happen for them and happen easily. And I think for us to really develop any kind of skill, any kind of awareness, perspective, talent, there has to be continued struggle. Like if I were to make my version of chat GPT into an autonomous person, right? And I wanted to teach it to have strength. I'm not just going to let it do things and have an easy, chill life. I'm going to put it in situations that it has to struggle to overcome problems for it to be strong. The struggle is the necessary part. If I want it to gain a wealth of understanding, I'm not going to give it all the answers. I'm right. going to give it questions. I'm going to make it go through certain circumstances so that it has to develop its own understanding. You have to make it learn. Yes. And I think for some people that means going to jail They're, you know, it's like without the struggle, without that heat being turned up, people don't have to figure things out. And so they don't actually excel beyond a base level of anything really. Yeah. You see it in Hollywood for sure. And I'm sure in reality as well, I'm definitely in reality as well. But the, the closest a lot of people get to it is in Hollywood the people who are just so darn rich, the people that just don't need to care about anything, how often are they portrayed as idiots? You know, like idiots in the realm of like, you put them in a kitchen, they don't know how to cook. You put them in a grocery store, they don't know how to shop. They don't know how to, they don't know what an avocado is in raw form. You know, they see it only in their fancy dishes. So I see this a lot in um, people that have rich parents. Uh, they have been given everything in the world. They don't have to try for anything because mom and dad are going to swoop in and give them a $26,000 check and give them a car and make sure they got a house. They'll just give them one of the extra houses. But if you were to take those people's parents away and they died and all the money was gone too, what would they do? They've had no experience in their lifetime of having to push and struggle and figure things out. They don't know what it's like to have the, the lights turned off and their phone shut off. So that ability to struggle, to go through problems, to figure things out makes you a stronger person. It makes you be able to, to come up with solutions for a lot more things because you're used to, you're patterned in having to come up with solutions for problems. There's a, there's a phrase I like to say, with limitation comes creativity. In music, I think about this all the time. I think about a drummer with a million drums in front of them. Sure, if you're a good drummer, you're a good drummer. But if you take a drummer's drums away and give them a kick, snare, and a hi-hat, if you can make that sound nasty, that's where creativity comes from. It's just like, okay, I have all these chops. I have very little instrument. How can I make this sound good? You have to be creative. Same way in reality, or not reality, in the real life. If you are suddenly without, how do you survive? How do you cultivate the land? How do you save things from going spoiled? All of that, you have to be creative. If you are suddenly without, you have to come up with all these ideas of how to survive. If you've never done that on any level, if everything was just given to you on a golden plate, you will not survive. You will just implode. I'm sure animalistic some sort of instinct instinct will come maybe. through and maybe i mean you might i mean this is why a lot of apocalyptic movies goes to violence i think a lot of people would resort to violence 
if all of a sudden everything was stripped from them. But for the people who have learned how to survive on minimal resources will survive the best. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the beauty that comes from struggle, uh, Taleb Kweli, for those of you hip hop lovers out there, there's an album called The Beautiful Struggle. The idea, like for me personally, every bad thing that I've ever been through, A, I attribute to being my fault. I don't look at external things that happen to me as I'm a victim of something. I always look at, well, I put myself here. I drove here. Sure, I got into an accident, but I drove here. Or I, um, even if something was completely random and it just happened to me and there's nothing that, none of my involvement whatsoever, my ability to get through that is based on my perspective. So I could either sit and crumble and be like, oh, the world's going to get you know get at me. Or I can try to persevere and come out of it. I mean, I've seen people that have lost both their arms can play piano with their toes. Yeah. It's like, at what point are you willing to stop complaining about your situation and actually have a growth mindset, try to change the way that you're thinking about everything? So I take responsibility for everything in my life, every good thing, every bad thing. I make sure that there's no way that I'm blaming somebody else or blaming something else for anything in my life. I take ownership of all of it. Um, very similar. It's funny. My mindset is a little shifted. I don't feel like things happen to me because of good or because of bad. I don't either. I think things are just happening at all given points on an atomic level. We have no control of anything that's happening. Even our minds, what we're saying, what I am saying right now is a culmination of all the memories, all the chemicals and all the atomic structure of what's happening in my brain. So I don't have control over this. It is just happening as it's happening. So if things are happening to me, they are just happening. Good or bad is perceived. Yeah, I <laughs> that a lot of people are probably going to disagree with that. Sure. Listening to that right now, because I have this same conversation with so many people and people are like angered when I say this. And I'm like, well, I don't have a morality structure in which I view the world where I think this inherent good and this inherent bad even come from i think everything is just happening and it's other people who judge my actions that call it bad yeah. like for instance you know smoking weed for a long time used to just be bad it was like terrible to smoke weed well before it wasn't and then all of a sudden there became some uh political slash racial yeah. issues and reasons why we've deemed it as bad the war on drugs yeah and yeah. now we're coming back and we're changing it so it's people who judge whether or not a thing is good or bad collectively mm-hmm. they get together and start judging and i think without that those judgments if you just look at nature and how it exists there's no lions in lion jail for you know a male like a, a male lion eating its young or jacking an antelope or anything like that. It's right. just nature. It's life. There's no good or bad. It just is. It's true. It becomes a slippery slope in a society. Absolutely. Right? Um, nihilism, where nothing matters, is a slippery slope. In the grand scheme of thing, truly nothing matters. I mean... Or everything does. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. If nothing matters, that know. means anything can matter. It's all personal. I mean... Although at the same time, at one point, this entire galaxy is going to collapse on us and then the, the universe is going to collapse or just fizzle out or something, you know, to a certain degree, this really doesn't all matter, but it has to matter for your existence, your perception, your one time life deal going on right here for all that to mean anything. It has to matter. Something has to matter. So we come up with our little things that we like, our little loves, our little feelings, all these things, they're all important and they have to be important. And I'm not negating their importance. They're important to me as well. Having said that, when it comes to what we perceive as struggle and what we perceive as ease, it's all just part of existence. And without resistance, there's no force or energy or heat or anything created. And that same exact thing is with our growth in life, our growth in mind, our growth in physicality. All of it is struggle. Yeah, man. And even on a, on a, on a very fundamental level, like there is no, without resistance, 
there is no light, yeah. right? There's like literally no nothing without resistance. Yeah, so a star is constantly fighting the pressure of gravity just to exist. And at the moment that it gives up, it implodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, there would be no, <laughs> there'd be no resistance in Star Wars without the Empire. <laughs> and in that way, you can't appreciate sweetness without bitter. Right. Like if without everything's darkness, sweet all the no time, light. there's nothing to appreciate. So, yeah. So going, <laughs> going way back again, uh, the struggle is beautiful. Honestly, the more that we struggle, I've always kind of viewed game, uh, life as like a game. When you're a beginning player of any game, you're just mashing buttons. You don't know what they do. You're just kind of smashing them. You keep dying left and right and you get pissed off. And eventually you start to get so pissed off. And through practice of randomness, you start to understand that there's like pattern to this game. And so the more advanced players in a game will start to look like chess, will start to study the game and look at a 30,000 foot view of the game and try to understand oh, this is the problem over here. I wasn't seeing all of this. So they have a bigger perspective on what's happening. And I think that problems continue to happen through life all the time. We are constantly, constantly hitting walls and having problems. And as soon as one problem is over and we solve it, there's another one right around the corner. It's almost as if the life is the game of problem solving. And so when you look at it that way, the more advanced players of this game, they still have problems too. It's just that they have more complex problems that require more finesse, more, more elegant solutions to the problem. And I think life has a way of continually hitting you with the same problem over and over and over the same lesson until you learn it. Yeah. And once you learn it, it goes away. And if it comes back, it means you didn't learn it. Right. And, and maybe on top of that, the problem still exists. You just know how to deal with it. Right, it's not really a problem anymore. Right, it's, it's like just going a through thing Mario. I know every time I'm going, you know, across this one tube, I got to jump, jump L, right. whatever. And that that level of like having subsets of of functionality within your existence, being like, all right, I have this one program in my mind that takes care of this problem at all times. It was a problem, but now I know how to deal with it. So now that's just a thing that I do, but. Th- there's no there's no thought process being burned on it. It's just there. I do that. Having all of those problematic scenarios being solved with all of your subconsciousness is the way you can then focus on something that is actually an issue, a problem. And then you deal with that and you figure out how to deal that. And then you have that as your subset. You know, like you can just keep pushing forward with learning how to do stuff if you struggle and learn how to do stuff. I don't know. I I don't know if that's a redundant way of putting it, but. Well, no, it makes sense. It just goes to show that it never stops. It never stops. Right. You just keep advancing through it. And pretty soon you're like a pro player playing an Xbox game or something and you understand so everything so intimately and you're doing things subconsciously that other people are like trying to fathom how the hell you're even doing that subconsciously. And it's just because you're choosing to overcome and learn and view things from a different perspective. And that I think is the key that I'm trying to get at with this episode is it's all a matter of perspective, right? It's I've done videos in the past where it's like, It was uh, one of them on my journey to master channels about consciousness. And the whole idea is if you're in a room with four walls and no windows, no doors, and you keep staring at this one wall and your consciousness is a flashlight and you're flashing your light on this wall and it's a terrible story and you hate that story and that's all you focus on. You don't actually take your flashlight and spin around to see what's on the other walls. And there's other stories written on these walls. You have an escape from the situation, but you're refusing to shine your light somewhere else. And so with consciousness, we get in these same patterns where we choose to constantly complain and see the worst in everything. And we can't move on because we're just being reactionary to life and to the controller. We're not learning anything. And so I think to develop as a person struggles necessary, but with a perspective, with a a mindset shift, you can look at problems as just ways of, of, of learning things through life. And with moving around and gaining perspective and shining your light on some different stuff and trying to find the beauty in things around you, you'll get over that thing. It's not going to be that much of a problem anymore because you've grown your perspective. It's true. You know, you look at any landscape or any anything in front of you. 
in, in a room, outside, in a city, anywhere. You can see the beauty and the, the, the awfulness in all of it. There's something bad and there's something good with all of it. And it's not only just focusing on the good, it's seeing the problems in front of you and either choosing to accept it or deciding to try to fix it. Those are your choices. Complaining about it? Sure, maybe once to, you know, to somebody set, who cares. To, uh, or <laughs> to set most the, people don't. To set the spiral in your mind, be like, oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> sure, there, there's your one complaint. You can either then accept that it exists or you can try to fix it. Now, I just, I just want to throw something in the mix here. We're talking about struggle when it comes to the existence and the, the problematic versions of learning, right? There's, there's this constant buzz of existence that is hard. Life is hard. Existence is hard. Monotonous. It's relentless. Time is evil. <laughs> you know, you, you look at yourself in the mirror day by day and you just get older and older. There's this struggle of existence. This is coming from a very, 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 very privileged standpoint. There's a whole nother version of struggle that is real. That is for a lot of people without the ability to even get to the point of being comfortable enough to think about existence. Oh, absolutely. You yeah, know? There's people that don't even have the ability to like walk out of their door without extreme violence or, or wake up, literally wake up with food or water or. Yeah. Their, their necessities are not even existent. You know, you're struggling to survive, to not have the necessities of life. That sucks, man. And that struggle is a whole nother level of struggle. And to say struggle is good. I know it can be thrown back at us and be like, well, what about the people that are struggling to survive? We're not talking about that. We're not saying that's good. No, I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I'm saying it's necessary. Right. So like, I think most of the entrepreneurs, most people that have made really like huge strides with something in their life have come from extreme struggle. Struggle. Yeah. And I think people that are even in poverty situations that are in, you know, like gang violence, things like that, it seems like because of the amount of pressure that is put on them, out of the ash comes a diamond. And I see it time and time again with really incredibly successful people just coming from absolute terrible trauma. Yep. And I don't think that they would still come to that if it weren't from a very, very traumatic place. I mean, look at blues. Look at the entire history of black people in America and their music has a certain richness to it. Their struggle, it comes through in almost every form of music that they have. And it's some of the most beautiful thing, like the dancing choreography, music, poetry, everything that's come out of black culture that white culture tends to try to emulate all the time because it's so fucking beautiful. It comes from a place of extreme, extreme pressure. Yeah. And without that, I don't think we would have that same kind of beauty. Yeah, pain definitely evokes beauty, which is is interesting. Chopin's music, he was one of the most miserable, not he wasn't miserable. He had a hard life. He, his, he wasn't like curmudgeon. He was just he had a miserable life. And the music that he wrote is so incredibly beautiful, and I know that's subjective, but it's almost not. If you listen to Chopin and you really like let it happen and you really listen to it, there is a beauty and you can like hear his pain. You can hear his struggle. It's, it's beautifully rough. Yeah. Well, if pain wasn't beautiful, why would all of us love to listen to it so much? Nobody likes to just listen to music. That's like, Oh, today's a happy day. And I love my life. It's like, yeah, sure. Throw one of those in the mix every once in a while. But like, I'm not, I love to sit and listen to something that is gut wrenching. And I think most people do. We see, this perspective of like, oh my God, everything's terrible. But like, if they can somehow produce something beautiful out of it, it like sinks into our soul immediately. We don't even have to think about it. I think people who feel comfortable with sadness like it. There are some people who reject sadness and they put a veil on themselves and be like, I only like happy things. Happy, happy, happy. I need to be happy. I need to be happy. And I feel bad. 
Yeah. Because that's a rough life to live. There's, there's a, I don't want to say fakeness, but that's the only word I can come up with. There's a fakeness to it. This, this air to be perceived as just happy all the time. My God. Well, it takes an extreme amount of pain for a person to find a way to live their life only focusing on the extreme amount of happiness. Yeah. So I think as a veil, it is hiding or running away from the unhappiness. I don't think you get to be somebody that's constantly, you know, motivational speaker out there talking about all these great things if you haven't struggled like a motherfucker, you yeah. know? And so that's not to say maybe that they're hiding from it, but I don't think anybody can just walk around talking about happiness. I think we all struggle. We all suffer. It's definitely a gradient of, you know, my suffer compared to your suffer, even though mine's still really bad. Like, sure, I could compare it and be like, yours is definitely worse, but we all struggle. It's true. On that point, though, of comparing struggle, your struggle is real. Your struggle is your struggle, and that is real. You know, a lot of times I find myself complaining or, or just being grumpy about something in my life. And I sit back and I say something in the lines of like, here I am with more things than most people ever see in their lives. Yeah, what am I complaining about? What am I complaining? You know, there, there's people literally that don't have enough food to eat. Like, yeah. and my, my wife, she's just like, your struggle is real too, though. You know, like what you're feeling are real feelings. Now, it, you know, it's all, it's all about placement. If I went to a refugee camp, and complained about how my Wi-Fi cut out for a second at my house the other day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like really upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> F you, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sure, there, there's placement and there's there's perspective. And, you know, with the whole comparison of two different struggles being more valid than the next, sure, keep it in perspective. But if you are feeling struggle and something is hard, that's legit. You yeah. don't have to diminish to you, your own that's your own sadness. Important and justifiable. Yeah, exactly. I just think through struggle, like I think people need to t- take a step back and look at the struggle and be a little bit more appreciative for their struggles. And you're right; some of that might be heinous things that have happened to people, but it's not the event that happened that is the struggle. It's all of the everything after that. And I think that most people that have overcome that have gotten through that have like done work for in the trades for instance i think i've heard more profound wisdom from people that break knuckles every day and work with their hands that have been in prison that had a kid when they were 16 um, that have lost their home that you know their kids died or, or they know somebody that like you know, lost an arm in an accident or something like there's, there's so many things that you come out of seeing these really rough people come through something. So when they speak, they speak with almost this lazy wispy authority and they can cut right through something with very few words because there's so much wisdom in the struggle they've gone through. And I think that's what I mean when I think, when I think about just the beauty of struggle, I can listen to somebody that's been through a refugee camp and they can get up and speak. And I shut my mouth because I ain't got nothing to say. But I will listen to them. And when I walk away from that, I'm like, holy shit. Because I can respect and see the realness in that. Some people have really terrible hands. But the amount of wisdom that they can share by getting through that is profound and can change lives everywhere. And I think it's all necessary. And I don't think we could have anything great unless it took an, an immense amount of struggle to make it happen. And in fact, I think if you give up on the things that you're struggling with, nothing ever will happen, right? Like, it, Yeah, if you choose to not push forward, nothing happens. Right, or you die. Or, sure, you know. sure, sure. All I was saying is there's key words with this topic. There's words that people latch on to. Yeah. And sometimes the word struggle for them will mean the people who are struggling in nations that don't have enough to provide for them uh, war-ridden places, uh, poverty-struck, and all of that. That is a struggle that inherently sucks. And when we say struggle is good, it has a forward motion. Without struggle, there isn't growth. We're not saying it's good that they're struggling. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
you know, because rhetorically, I just, I just want to, for the people who get stuck in rhetorical stuff, you know, and we're not saying that is all. But it's funny where my mind, I'm able to, and again, you're right from a very privileged way of living, going through the world. I view life as you can't have a utopia, right? Like a lot of people are like, we just want to stop world hunger and we want to stop, save the bees. And like every single thing has to be saved all the time. And we always have to act in a way to interfere with nature and natural processes. And I don't think that that's right. I think that there needs to be people that die. There needs to be people that suffer. There needs to be people that don't. It's a full spectrum of life from we wouldn't have a spectrum we wouldn't have a gradient of anything if we didn't have people at all levels of the spectrum and without all of that diversity we wouldn't be who we are we wouldn't be able to exist so we need diversity and i think at every level we've said people that are really wealthy and have everything a lot of those people struggle an intense amount a lot of them end up killing themselves a lot of people do really heinous shit to try to get their nut to get a bunch of money I think all of us are struggling. So to like have to be sensitive because somebody has struggled in a way that we compare to ourselves is a lot worse. I still think that's necessary. And I think that's what I'm trying to say is not, it's not to like that we can't talk on that issue. And I think it's important to talk about that issue. It's also important to realize that I haven't struggled those struggles at all. So it's a lot easier for me to talk about it, but I still think that it's necessary. Right. I mean, I think, you know, getting back to what we were saying at one point, is there a good or evil? Everything is just happening. It's your perception of what is evil and what is good. You know, from my personal standpoint, I think there is a lot of corruption that doesn't need to be happening that puts a lot of people into struggle that they shouldn't be in. Um, but shouldn't means there's some preordained version right. of what this shouldn't is. It doesn't matter. Right. This exactly. is the way things work. But just from my personal standpoint, I just have to validate the understanding that there is corruption that creates more struggle than there needs to be on a human level. But that's not what we're talking about. But I don't even know that I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. This needs to be. Who says needs to be is your judgment of what needs to be? That I'm judging. Right. What I, this is what me, I'm yeah. saying this. You know, because we do have our own personal feelings. You know, we have to or nothing matters. Right. And that's right. my whole point is that we, the amount of struggling that we're going through, monetary policy, people that are homeless, job, you know, uh, unemployment rates, lack of food supply, lack of materials, all of the things that we're going through right now are going to build to something that's going to be amazing that comes out of it, you know, out of the plague, out of like we come up with medicines. Like every bad thing that happens ever comes to something good and if you have a time where there's too much peace you end up having internal chaos and people with too much leisure and time on their hands and they start doing dumb stuff and it it crumbles the society so it's just this cyclical thing that happens and it's hard for me to think that there should be a utopia and think that there should be people that uh, don't have so much money so that the rest of us can have a little it has to happen these rubber bands of chaos and and unity and and like harmony i think they have to smash fucking back and forth for existence to exist yeah and once again i don't know if it's a have to i think it just is it just is it's yeah. just all of it is just happening so internally each of us have a struggle we are constantly struggling to progress and if you err on the side of not struggling and you don't want to progress, this is, in my opinion, a problem. Yeah. If you just want to coast, I mean, I guess whatever, right? Just coast, just do the things, do nothing. Uh, I'm sure it is affecting me. It's affecting everyone. There's, there's this awful, awful wave of mediocrity that is just taking over most aspects of most things. Um, but who am I to say? I just want to progress. I want to push forward. I want to learn. I want to struggle so I can learn. I don't know if that's high and mighty. I don't know if it's anything. No, I think that the reason that there's so much mediocrity in you know filmmaking, like we don't make anything new. Everything is a remake of a thing that was great a long time ago. Music has lost its soul. There's like you know publicly popular music is terrible 
and I think it's the worst that it's ever been because there's so much hampering that's doing on the edges. We don't want edges. We don't want sharp objects. We want to protect everybody, everybody's feelings, everything at all times. So we don't have, we want to try to limit everybody's struggle at all times. So there's nothing beautiful that can come out when there's no struggle. Right. On top of it, everything's a little too easy. Yes. I'm making music by clicking some buttons and I'm not even a musician. Yeah. I can get some little like beat that's, you know, and, there, through not having to struggle, I'm trying to make something that I have no perspective on. Right. And then there's a landslide backwards. It becomes annoying, I guess. It becomes hard for the, let's say, real musicians. Yeah, the people you know that, that are like, that have, that have that banged been put- on that craft and gone and all the gigs and all, you know, have had to spend decades like building a craft and mastering something and they see things just becoming super huge and popular that took very little talent maybe a different type of talent maybe a technological talent or or largely a gimmick uh, which maybe is a talent in itself sure and it's stopping musicians from progressing further because they don't need to not all not all but there's a landslide and this is not just musicians this is artists this is filmmakers this is electricians this is everybody it starts to not matter so if it doesn't matter why push why should i do this a lot of people give up a lot of people give up and i see it left and right because it doesn't matter because they're just going to get whitewashed through all the noise with everything that's just good enough or super easy to make pop fantasy or whatever you know Right. But I think that also goes to stay like, what's your value statement on what matters? If matters is you getting a whole bunch of money and being worldwide famous and you're a super musician, you and you're in a time where nobody gives a fuck about that, then what matters to you is the opinions of other people. But if what matters to you is just making beautiful music and paying your bills, then I think it's really easy to not care. And it, it's just like to participate, you know, to try to participate the, the, what matters your why essentially becomes really, really important. Right. What, what is success to you? Right. That's, that's the, that's the thing. Why are you doing it? Right. And it's all convoluted. Everything that is pumped into your face is more likes, more follows, more get bigger, more bigger, more better, more, more of this, more of this. And it's been that way since my entire life. Yeah. And it's only getting that times, you know, exponential. So it's hard to feel what success is. And it has to be internal. Somebody who strived as a teenager to get that job at McDonald's and they get it. That's success. Mm -hmm. They got a job. And that's the wonderful thing about like people who are working jobs that other people see as like beneath them. No. They have a job, they feel successful, they're doing it, they're doing a thing. That's great success and like kudos to them. I get, I, I get this conversation a lot about people who work in the uh, food industry as a waiter or a waitress. They are a waiter and waitress their whole lives. And I've heard many people be like, well, that's a waste. I'm like, why is it a waste? They did a if thing. They're happy. Yeah. yeah they, they're happy. They're making a lot more money than most people, you know? Um, it's interesting, you know? So the level of success is all internalized. Mm-hmm. And it's just your judgment if you're looking at someone as less than you. Yeah. I mean, your perspective is everything. So if you are perceiving your life as nothing but struggles and you're like annoyed with it and you just keep feeling like everything's out to get you and nothing's ever going to work out. It's because you think that, that it's true because anything that you think it, as true as it may be, it's just as possible. The all the opposite is also true. You know, it's just as possible that nothing is fighting you and that your perspective is limiting you and that you're not looking at everything that you could possibly look at to figure this situation out for any bad thing there are other ways of looking at every single thing. There's, you know, there's, I might play you in chess over and over and over and, you know, I can never beat you or something. 
it's just because I'm not looking at the board the same way, but there might be somebody else that's looking at the board completely differently that can get out of a situation. And I think everything is a matter of perspective. And if you want to constantly see the shit, everything's going to be shit all the time. There's a solution for everything. If we are just bits of zeros and ones, then there's a, an answer for every mathematical problem. You know, and when it comes down to it, we are just electromagnetism at our core. Everything is. Everything is electromagnetism. At a, as, 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 as just keep breaking it down, breaking it down. Therefore, there's an answer to everything because we are just mathematic beings. We are just little bits of information. And I'm not saying we're all in a uh, simulation here. I mean, chances I are, chances are. I'll stand, I'll die on that hill yeah. every day. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Reality is reality. We feel ourselves as real. Therefore, we are real. I think, therefore, I am. You know, that that is real. So who cares if we're in a simulation or if this is, what's actually the difference? Right, and if you look at the, the landscape of infinity, if there's really infinite, you know, if the, if the universe is infinite and we have infinite versions of ourselves, at some point, every single thing that's ever happened has to have happened. So anything that you think is impossible has happened and has probably happened an infinite multiple of times. Right, it's actually happening right now. Everything that could possibly be happening is happening as <laughs> right. we are happening, happening, happening. We're happening, diverging. Happening. No, but what I'm saying is there's a solution to literally everything. So if you're in a struggle, if you're struggling to learn something, if you're struggling to be something, if you're struggling to get out of a bad situation, if you're struggling to survive, there is an answer and you have to go through that struggle to become a better person, to become a more version of yourself. The version that you're looking forward to getting to requires a struggle. Therefore, it can happen. Yeah, if you want to be if you want to be able to solve a problem, the only way is through. Yes. You know, the, uh, there's a lot of people that like, again, want the easy way, the easy thing. They just want it overnight. And it's like, we, we don't realize that greatness takes a long time to achieve. And greatness is not that one moment that you observe, you know, Michael Jordan slam dunking, like, oh my God, he's so great. It's like, no, no, no. The, the greatness is his struggle. That took his whole life. Yeah. It's the thousand baskets a night, yeah. you know, in a row that the relentless pursuit of decades and decades and decades mastering and burning every other option down to the ground. And that, that constant pers perseverance through the struggle is what forms greatness over a long period of time. I just wrote a, an article about this with musicians and venues. Venues often ask bands to play for exposure or just for free because whatever. And they think that the show is the band. The show is the greatness. It's like, no. It's what, all the work. What about all the lessons we took, all the rehearsals, all the gear we had to do, all the everything, the traveling, the packing, the setting up, all of it is the struggle to get to the show. And that's all you're seeing. Yeah, you're seeing the 30 minutes. You're, yeah, you're seeing the like 4% of, of what we are. So let's, uh, let's finish up on uh, this concept called the growth mindset. So uh, Carol Dweck actually researched and kind of came out with this whole term growth mindset. And it's something in motivational circles people talk about. You got to have a growth mindset. There's a difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So a lot of people by nature, how our brains operate, we have a very fixed mindset. We don't view the fact that our life is really a video. We look at people and situations as snapshots. So we might look at like my mother does this thing and we just judge her to be this picture, but we don't realize that there's an entire video of those pictures that continually change one by one, little by little to form a much more complex view of things. So to have a fixed mindset is to look at your life as it is the way it is and it'll never be any different, but to have a growth mindset is to look at Everything is part of a process and I have to go through this to get where I want to be. I want to be here. So I need to do X, Y, and Z to get there and X, Y, and Z suck in their struggle. But people that do things and go far and build things and actually have attain the things that they chase after are people that have a growth mindset. They're not 
victims to a circumstance. They don't view themselves as victims, even though they may be. But having a growth mindset is the one big thing that changes. It's the huge separator between people that don't get anywhere, that don't do anything, and the people that actually get through. They're struggling just as much, or they're struggling also. And I think it's really important to have a growth mindset and to constantly look at the struggle that you have in your life as necessary and as beautiful and as part of your journey. It's interesting the type of world we live in right now with social media having just snapshots of everybody's life one at a time. We're grown to see people as just this one thing that we present ourselves as. Here we are trying to be in a growth mindset and grow, but yet we present ourselves as one snapshot at a time. As a static object. As a static object. It's like, oh, look how good that person's doing. And I talk about this a lot all the time. What you see on social media is the best version of what people want to present, unless they're complaining. You know, it's it's a version of what they want to present. There's this this backwards pull, this kind of contradictory version of our existence right now with social media being, this is who I am, where we need to be, this is who I want to be, this is what I want to be, this is what I'm growing towards. And you can present that, I guess, in social media, but it's just, there's a funny little contradiction in there. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I think that in the CIA, one of the tactics spies use is you know, spies use is to try to penetrate into somebody's secret life as fast as possible. And so we all live three lives, every single one of us, even me. I have a public persona. I have the thing that I want everybody to think that I am. And I put this big stamp electrician you on my chest. So everybody thinks this is me. But I also have a private life. And it's things that you know, or you know, certain certain people around me that are close to me that I allow them to know. It's extra information that the people listening to this don't actually know about me. And then there's our secret lives. And that's the stuff that we may never tell anybody. And all of us have it. Every single one of us has it. And these are usually the things that we're really struggling with. Yep. And you, you're my best friend, you know, like you're my closest on everything. There's not a single thing in my life that you don't know about me. You're the one person in my life that has penetrated my secret life. So I think that you're a CIA agent. <laughs> but it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have things that you are fearful of people knowing. It's okay to have things that you feel terrible about. Like one thing I don't share with a lot of people is that this whole making content thing, I was so much happier as an electrician out there doing the work every day than I am putting my entire life out for the world to see and getting rocks thrown at me, getting shit on constantly, people telling me I should quit, be a plumber, kill myself. The amount of stuff that I've gone through in the last seven years of doing this for free just to help people is probably the worst mentally that I've ever been in my life where I feel like, we were talking about what is success really to me being successful for the longest time was getting my master license and just being out in the field doing work and wiring buildings success changed for me to be this other thing because i saw a way for me to propel and get myself into a better place by helping people out that has been the most arduous challenging thing it takes you know i mean you're you do this I'm, shit with I'm right me here with you every day for years now like it's so arduous man like it takes so much constant work like all day every day multiple people and it's never ending and it's never good enough and i've never been somebody that cares about the likes and the follows i have in so much that like more followers just means more opportunity so we can grow our brand but i'm not sitting there like ooh, how many people liked this and how many you know like getting validation from it I can't say that I didn't do that first right. after a while, you know, like people start telling you, Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. And you start thinking it. But and to this- be real, let's, let's be real. That is important. Um, you might not focus on it now, but like when somebody says something good, it's just like, Oh, cool. All right. You know, it becomes more of a balance of this many people feel it's worthful. Worthful. Is that a, <laughs> what's the right word? Worth, worthy. Worthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this amount of people feel like it's worthful. I like that word. And less people think poorly about it. Even though it's not like individual comments are painful, it's more like, okay, we're doing a good thing here. 
because a lot of people are getting a lot out of it. It becomes just kind of more broad and bigger scale. Yeah, and I've had to remind myself of that. I mean, you you know, even recently, like for as much of myself as I and we put into this, there are people that all they want to do is tear me down. Yeah, and there's mo- always going to be the trolls, man. There's always going to be the people who, who there's the vultures, right? Right. And it's, you know, we recently had that happen or, you know, we're, we've been seeing it recently and it's just like, you know what? Go for it. Do yeah. your thing, man. Yeah. Do it's the thing. only thing you have to do. The only thing you have time to do and the only effort you're putting into this world is to piggyback off someone else's success and hate them and try to publicly shame them. Like you're not worth anything. Anything. But I will say on the point of struggle, any of you who watch what we do and you see our videos and you see the followers and all of that stuff and you think, oh my God, they're so successful. They must be so happy and awesome. I'm telling you right now, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. It's the one thing that every single day I want to quit. And I've said that for seven years of doing this now, eight, I don't even know where we're at anymore. This is the hardest thing. This is the one thing that has taken the most amount of me having to tell myself on a daily basis to just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And it's all the people that show appreciation. It's all the people that email and and comment and are thankful for what we're doing that helps propel me to keep doing it. And even I struggle. And most of you don't see that because you're not in my private life. You're not in my secret life, but I struggle so, so, so much, man, on so many levels, like relationships, friends, even just with this, with me trying to do what I'm doing every day, I've struggled more right now than I've ever struggled in my life. But I've learned through consistent behavior to just keep going. And that's the one thing that everybody asks me. They're like, dude, how do you do all of this? And how are you still doing it? And it's like, because I'm a horse man and I don't, I'm not going to let somebody else break me. I'm not going to let, I am going to be the reason that I give up on this. I'm not going to let somebody else penetrate my thoughts. I'm not going to like, keep looking at all of the bad. I'm going to look at every single struggle that I have, every problem, and I'm going to flip it and be like, how can we make this better? How can I do something? I am not going to let my dreams fail because somebody is trying to kick me off my horse. It's true, man. Plus with constant hard work, there are a lot of things that even the person working hard doesn't recognize as building blocks of successes. You know, we can just keep pushing forward with this and, with with my music school and with my band like just keep pushing forward keep pushing forward keep doing the things and even though it's just like all right well we're kind of just still here i'm still existing you know there's no like huge mansion yet you know where's my swimming pool and grapes you know like (laughs) i mean i guess i can get grapes and a swimming pool but you know what i mean like even though that's not happening the foundation that we're sitting on is stronger and people who are constantly pushing into what they want to do. They're constantly working towards a goal, albeit possibly unobtainable, or they're already there and they don't realize it. What we're doing is succeeding. Yeah. And we're pushing forward with it. And even if we fall, we have something to fall back onto, to get up, to push forward. So it takes that constant work of doing stuff, staying up, all night working on one thing and then when everybody else is relaxing watching tv we're doing the other thing that we have to work on and then during the weekends when people are going out on vacations we're doing the other thing that we have to work on because we have to mm-hmm. you and me specifically and all the people who are just that non-stop work type and because of that we're able to fall back if need be yeah but we're also more likely to succeed Yes. Because we keep, it's like going up a mountain, right? We can take the paved path up the mountain that everybody else takes, but we're trying to trailblaze something. And no matter how much we keep getting our ass kicked by bushes and snakes and falling back down and like ending up right on that path, we just keep going. And eventually we're going to learn to not take, not uncover that rock because there's a snake there. Yeah. yeah. You know, those, oh damn, those cactuses are sharp. And Um, just struggle. Just learning the struggle is success. Yes. Struggle is success. You know, if you overcome the struggle, if you push through it. Yeah. I don't think there is really this idea of success. I don't think it exists. I think it's the journey. It's It's, all about the journey. It is. And I think 
for anybody listening right now, if you're struggling a lot, uh, I get you like really, um, on deeper levels that I'm willing to talk about. I, I completely understand the depths of psychosis that people are going through with life and existence and whether it's worth it or not. Like I understand on very, very, very deep levels what struggle is all about. But I will tell you the only way that I have been able to get out of it and to keep going and keep doing everything is to push and to change my perspective and just not give up and try to see the beauty in all of it. Push through it. Yeah. So, love you crazy fuckers, and I'll see you in the next one. (laughs) 